When I'm not playing the Lost Eye of Thundera on my Commodore Amiga 500, I love nothing more than cruising Third Earth in the Thunder Tank, listening to Aaron and John on the Amigos Podcast. Thunder. 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 Thundercats. Ho! Amigos. Your home for everything Amiga. Amigos is a proud member of the Throwback Network. Your home for quality retro podcasting. And now... Here are your hosts, Aaron Dowdy and John Bodefkar Schaller. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Amigos. I'm John. And I'm Aaron. And today we're going to talk about Thundercats. Oh! But before we do, um, we didn't have any feedback this week. But you snook episode got nothing? Yeah, but um, we did... Uh, get some uh, action on the Amigos magazine front. Uh, we got uh, a message on Reddit from one of the guys that Neil uh, has uh, borrowed images from uh, for his magazine. And uh, I wanted to go ahead and showcase his site because it's pretty, it's pretty cool. If you head over to easygalaxy.net It's my kind of galaxy. <laughs> slash CF Amiga and I'm going to put this up on the screen for us. Oh, this is the one, eh? Yeah. So this is Captain Future's Amiga Collection. Um, and this is... Uh, this guy has everything. Um, looks like his last his last update was in 2012. But whatever you want to look at, he's got awesome pictures of. So say you're into the CDTV. You look at this. You click on that. Just really good images. Oh, man. How cool would it be to have one of those? That trackball? Awesome. It'd be awesome. Did it ship with that? I guess it did. Uh, Why wouldn't it? Be? I don't think so, no. You don't think so? No, I don't think it did. It had a controller, but I don't remember being that. Yeah. That'd be sweet, eh? Yeah. That's beauty. So, um, but whatever you're into, and he's got memory expansions, all kinds of stuff. Um, this so, is stuff he owns. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, thank you to Captain Future for uh, lending us your images for thank the you, Amigos mag- magazine. And, uh, and you know, check out his, his Amiga collection. All right. Um, other news. Uh, we found out that uh, someone on the English Amiga board has gone back to the Little Devil Wikipedia page and adjusted it. Oh, <laughs> well done, sir. Yeah. So um, on the uh, gentle prodding from Dreamcatcher, who put a post on there saying, can somebody please change this to set the record straight? Somebody did, and it's been updated with the information that we found out from Dreamcatcher's interview and your intuition. Yeah, hopefully that is not signed on the wiki. I don't need that. that kind of Citation needed. <laughs> Aaron Dowdy's spotty sense was tingling. I mean, just obvious. They're going to base the title character on something a kid in school came up with? Yeah. Those games, it's not like a ten dollar game or these that thing. As you know, they had like team of thousands working on it. So right, right. It just seemed weird to me. Good, good. So, um, moving on to site updates this week, we've got a lot of new content. Uh, we've got a new look to the Amigos podcast site. I uh, will show you what it looks like now. Um, For those that can see, yeah. If you're watching on YouTube. Um, I've uh, taken off the wood paneling. We're upgrading from the 2600 to uh, the 
I don't know what would be a white, I guess the Wii console, from the wood panel to the, Boy, the plain white. Wow. So. <laughs> but, um, so, uh, and there's actually a new uh, Dreamcatch article up right now that I didn't even catch when I was doing the side updates part. So, um, check that out. We've also got uh, access with Stitcher. So, if you are a Stitcher person, uh, you can find us on Stitcher. And this allows us to easily update or upload audio to anywhere you know and just have it stream anywhere it's a lot more uh a lot more efficient than the old way i was doing things so we've got stitcher we've got um spreaker we've mm -hmm. got tune in and i can report that the amigos are now actually factually available on your echo device it does sort of work like i mentioned it last week mm -hmm. briefly so they're still getting it worked out but uh you can go home and pick us up with hands-free. Just yeah. scream our names <laughs> to your device. We also have a new issue of the Amigos Podcast Magazine. Uh, Amigos Issue 2 uh, features a bunch of uh, different articles about both old and new things. I really liked reading about um, just you know all the crazy peripherals that were coming out at the time. And then um, Neil also uh, reviews a new piece of hardware, the GPD XD. Um, Which I'm, I haven't got to read that review yet, but I can't wait. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking at the little, I saw the picture on the cover. I was like, oh boy. Yeah. And of course, we have the uh, exclusive the Amigos The highlight of the magazine right here. <laughs> we are questioned. Are all the truths come out? All the truths come out. So make sure you check out the newest issue of Amigos Magazine. Yeah. Good job, Spot Hunter. Well done. Um, Let's see what else we've got. Will Williams has put out a great article about you know hunting retro deals in a variety of places. Yes, uh, he talks about thrift stores and other places. He even talks about eBay and how to you know get good deals on eBay. So you know it's always a challenge trying to find Amiga stuff at a decent price, no matter what you're into, especially around here. Yeah, yeah, and so he does a good job of kind of breaking down strategies to get get the best deal. If you've if you have looked on eBay recently to price anything, Amiga stuff, and it's always been sort of high, but it has gone through the roof. Software, through the roof. Hardware, through the roof. I mean, it's unbelievable. It reminds me of the pinball thing. I'm glad I got in sort of at the ground floor because I can never get into it now. It's just too freaking expensive, man. But for those of you that have actual hardware, You've got a few bucks on you. You do. You know, it's it, funny. It's money in the bank. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and that's that's really it for the side updates. <clears throat> what do you have for news this week? Um, well, we should probably start off by by mentioning that we we were informed that we were pronouncing snooker wrong. It's, now, you want to try to pronounce that for us? Quote? I believe it's called snooker. 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 Uh, in fact, I believe who? I don't know who it was. It was said, Folds. Was it Folds? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I knew it. <laughs> Folds sent us to the proper pronunciation over. Very clever. And of course, if, if the words if the if the vowel sound in snooker rhymes with look or book, then that's totally correct. But in America, those things don't actually rhyme. Well, so. we are in West Virginia. That's true. We have fair. our whole we have West Virginia is barely grammar. part of, of America. <laughs> I mean, in all honesty, it's it's a it's almost like its own little third world country. Feastum. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're all we are all in servitude to somebody. Archmore. Um, so this week, you know, this week I saw a couple of things I just thought I'd point out. Um, for those of you that are follow the nostalgia nerd, 
on YouTube. He put out uh, his Amiga story part two, the 90s. Part one was great. Part two is better. I really enjoyed this. Um, he goes into great, vivid detail on what happened, why things happened. And what I really found interesting was the wranglings, the buying and sellings of the uh, of the Amiga properties uh, and Commodore properties. I really, really, really like this. Informative. Informative as heck. So if you've got any interest in like the history of the Amiga, really even in this, why things have to run in a weird way with why how memory management works, uh, why it was done that way, like th this is a must watch. That sounds really good. I cannot, I cannot impress upon you anymore how great that is. Um, another video that came out this week, and I think we've touched on this before. Um, a uh, David Haney recorded his last day with the Amiga at Commodore. Uh, it's a video that's been uh, come to be known as the Deathbed Vigil. I've seen what was released before, which is it, it's not as much. They've re they basically released it all, hmm. and. Uh, I think it's well. Is this the guy that ha he, he takes you around his workbench? That's and correct. All? Okay. Yeah, I've seen that's that. That's correct. Too. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty pretty well known. Mm -hmm. uh, it's linked, both these videos are linked up on the uh, plus page, and I'll flip them over to Facebook too. But uh, these are uh, this is another one. I mean, it's sort of sad, yeah. right? But I mean, it is what it is, uh, and it, it, that you know, it's happened. Um, Indie Retro News has. Uh, put up an article on a new game that's coming out or I think it's already out it's called Box 3 um, Box 3 is a uh, uh, you know who knows some kind of platforming game it looks sort looks of looks very 8-bit it, it almost reminds me of a Commander Keen mm. look to it doesn't it mm -hmm. except with yellow right and <laughs> you know it's, and, uh, but uh, so I haven't tried this uh, but uh, hey the price is right so I'd give, I'd give it a shot um, we probably are. You're gonna mention something about um, the uh, streaming site for our background. I'll probably mention that on here. I don't know what you're which talking was, about. Which was well, we, we wanted to give a special shout out to the fellow over at the Zeus channel. On oh yeah, we're, yeah. I was uh, going to do that at the end. Oh well, but. that's fine. Uh, but uh, I, I put up a post this week. I always I love this guy's channel. He does playthroughs, mm -hmm. and it's all in an, an unemulated stuff. Yeah, so. and uh, and God bless him for I don't know who what kind of staff he's got for just one guy, but uh, that's a lot of playthroughs, man, to go through. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Having played this for the amount of time I did, I can imagine what it would be like to play through everything. Yeah. So shout out to him. Uh, that's pretty much all. Um, the uh, one last thing I didn't get to link this up before because I, I just found out about today. Obligement the. Uh, French Amiga magazine had, I believe it was his 20th anniversary mm. this week, which is... Obligement. Can you imagine? That's a long time, you know? So, congratulations to our uh, friends out in that read Obligement, the people in France. Mm -hmm. uh, they did, didn't they do the top, they did like a top 10 or something that we... We've touched on them before. Mm -hmm. I, I check their stuff out occasionally. Uh, but uh, you know it's neat. Twenty years—that's that's a that's a hell of a run. So yeah. Congratulations to that. Now, have we uh, we we mentioned this a couple weeks ago? Has the has the uh, um, has the convention happened over there yet? In uh, Amiga Ireland? Yeah, I believe it has. I think it was. I believe it was past last weekend. Week. Yeah. Yeah. So 
If anyone, I hadn't heard anything about it. I hadn't read anything uh, either, I did. I did speak to somebody who was going there on Twitter. Uh, I think it was Ravi, actually, on Facebook. Yeah, he was going. The hour. Yeah. And uh, he said that he would uh, send us maybe a little bit of Amiga Ireland swag. So. Oh, beauty. Well, I hope it went well. And uh, if someone wants to uh, drop us a line, give us a little uh, report on it, I'd, I'd like to know what happened. Because I haven't seen anything about it anywhere. That's why I wasn't sure it happened yet. Mm-hmm. So. That's it. Right. Okay, cool. Well, let's go ahead and move right on down the road and start talking about Thunder, Thunder, Thundercats. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. So, yes, let's talk about Thundercats. Uh, before we actually get into the actual game Thundercats, let's actually talk about the, the cartoon Thundercats. Um, Thundercats was a cartoon that came out... Uh, let me flip over here into my little mystery notes here. Uh, now, before we start, yeah, I want to tell we I have a very special connection to Thundercats. Okay. Um, when I was a young uh, a young person, yeah, I often uh, I had a piece of Thundercats equipment, um, and I'm trying to load it real quick. Let's go ahead and just do this. Um, so this is the first day of school in kindergarten. So this is going to be nineteen, probably nineteen eighty-six. So Thundercats have been out for a little bit, and I actually have a picture of me on that first day. Boom! A young boat. Look at you. Look at that. Thunder, thunder, thundercats. You know you don't look anything like that picture. It's, I it's, look at that hair. Yeah, I know. I'd love to have that hair again. Well. I like to have any hair. Yeah, that is that's funny. That's actually. standing in front of Hurricane Town Elementary. School. That's beautiful, man. That's beautiful. Yeah, I. Uh, and do you remember what you what year was that? The first year you went. Nineteen eighty six. Well, you were there the one year after the uh, the show debuted. Um, the original release of Thundercats was January twenty third, nineteen eighty five. Uh, it ran until September 20, 29th of, ni- of 1989, which is funny because it seems much longer ago to me, but not that long. I mean, does that make any sense? Like, I, it's weird that it was in the, it was, I, I was thinking it didn't, it was in the 90s for some really? reason. Yeah. I, well, like I told Boat, <clears throat> I watched, this show was one of two animated shows that came on, that debuted, at least the first time I ever saw it, were debuted in in prime time on the Fox Network here in the States. The other one was Batman the Animated Series. And it's funny, I love Batman the Animated Series. Love it. Mm-hmm. It's one of my all-time favorite. I'm a big animated guy. And so I just, I love that whole run, the whole Batman run. But when these two debuted, they didn't debut the same night or anything, but it was a similar time frame. I, I probably would have thought Thundercats was a better show because of the quality of the animation. It took me a little while to warm up to the stylized animation that Batman uh, offered up. And the, very, and the first episode they showed of Batman was the episode with the Man-Bat, which was not one of my more favorite episodes. It was okay. That was the first episode? That's the very showed? first episode they showed on yeah, in prime time. <clears throat> it's sad that I remember these things. I can't remember Jack, but I remember that. So something else I didn't remember when I was researching this was that the original production company was the Rankin-Bass outfit. Now, you know what they're famous for, the stop-motion um, 
holiday classics. Right. The uh, your uh, Rudolph, mm-hmm. your Santa Claus is coming to town, uh, your Baby New Year, that stuff. Uh, so it's funny. I would never associate those two things together. <clears throat> um, Thundercats. Um, like I said, it ran for a while. When it was out, it was hot. It started hot and stayed hot for a long time. Um, they had lunch boxes. They had uh, everything. You know, they had everything that you could. You, every type of licensing you could have, they had it. <clears throat> However, the funny thing about it is, for a property that hot, you know, they really they didn't stretch into the video game arena any more than pretty much what we're looking at right now. Mm-hmm. Which is baffling to me, you know, because GI Joe and Transformers and those other games, they did. Oh, actually, if you think about it, Transformers, I guess didn't do a whole lot more until later. Right. Much like a lot of those '80s properties, this one came back around, mm-hmm. you know. And in the '90s, they tried to kick it back up again, and it didn't get over. <clears throat> he Man did the same thing. Uh, uh, you know, GI Joe did the same thing. Transformers. Have several different shows in there, mm-hmm. so I guess it's all was a cyclical though. They wax and wane, and there's been talk of a Thundercats movie for years, right? You know, I mean, with people attached to it and everything. Uh, I was reading on the wiki that they had a director attached to it, but now it looks like it probably won't happen anytime soon. So that's a shame, <clears throat> is it? No. I would love to see a live action Thundercats movie in the style of the live action Super Mario Brothers. Did you see the live action He Man? I did. I saw that when I was a young lad, and it scared me. What did you think of that movie? I was frightened by it. It frightens me, too, but in a different way. I found Skeletor to be especially disturbing in that gold outfit that he had. That was. I remember it came out very soon after I saw... There used to be a touring show, a Masters of the Universe, yes. much like the Sesame Street Live or something like that that would come around. And um, I was slightly scared by that as well. I was, I was often scared by things as a child. I remember, you know, He-Man was on... When I was a wrestling, real heavy into wrestling, and when I first saw it, I was like, "Man, everyone in this kingdom is on steroids. <laughs> Everybody, <true>. even Man <laughs> at Arms, his old ass is out there, and he's he's stacked. <laughs> it's like, how is this guy getting his butt kicked? Right? You know, you can't beat that guy, Master Master. How'd you earn Master at Arms with Tila? What's wrong with you people? You know? So I didn't like He Man. I like Thundercats a little more. Thundercats had the same problem that a lot of those shows did. As we talked about this earlier, it had a cool cast, but they're always a little doofus stuck in there for mm-hmm. comedy relief. The doofus in Thundercats was Snarf. He was a combination dog, cat, lizard. He had a lizard tail and sort of like a what the hell was he? You want to take a guess at what that thing? I mean, it was an alien of some sort, but who knows? And the fact that the other guys were huge. Well, let me tell you the backstory because I've got it all. Here. Oh, okay, go ahead, okay. bud. I forgot you're a big mega fan. Okay, so the it, it's a lot like Transformers. All right. Okay, so the Thundercats are a kind of a royal family. They're members of a royal clan, and they live on this planet called Thundera. Okay. All right. But the planet is dying, and they have to leave the planet. Okay. So yeah. they get in their ship. With the magic sword that's got the Eye of Thundera on it, okay? The Eye of Thundera is just like, in Transformers, that cube thing, okay? It's like the secret to everything. All right. Okay? So, when they're on their way to their destination, they are um, 
ambushed by this these mutants. They're called the mutants of Plundar. Yeah, Plundar. Get it? That's yeah. it. Yeah. And that's um, straight out of He Man, right there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They want to capture the again the 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 sword of omens, which holds the eye of Thundera. Cool name. Yeah, I like yeah. that. And so instead of going to where they were going to go originally, they they take a detour to Third Earth, and that's where the series is set. And so you've got the Thundercats, who are you got the original Thundercats, not those stupid twins that didn't appear until later. Yeah, I'm telling you, I swear to God, they were in the early season. You've got Chitara, Panthro, Tigra. Oh yeah, you're right, Willy Kit and Willy Cat. That's it. I knew yeah. it. And Snarf, and Snarf. Yeah, I know he's there. And so um, that's that's basically the show is basically them on Third Earth hanging out, and then the mutants try and destroy them. Well, they're trying to fight this guy. Yeah, this guy, Mumra. So Mumra is the leader. And talk about being scared of stuff. When I was a kid, this was the scariest thing I ever saw. When Mumra transformed, oh and, yeah, like, he'd come around in that shroud, and his eye would gleam, and then he'd throw open the cloak. That scared the crap out of me, and so much so that like my friend would come up to me and just go. And I jumped because I was so afraid. You know, here's the problem, and this is the other problem with this show: Snarf being the first. <laughs> they fought the same guy effectively every week. Now yeah. there'd be some combination of mutants are there, and all this it buzzard man or whatever jackal man, where those guys were again. These were the He Man B Squad, right? And Mumra was cool looking. There's no doubt he lived in that pyramid. Mm-hmm. He could transform into that bigger, meaner guy, you know, but. I don't care how big or mean or evil he is. When you repeatedly get your butt kicked, it loses the effect right. of your ability to be scary in any way. And I so after seeing this guy get crushed over and over, this guy was the Washington Generals of bad guys. <laughs> you know, for me with the Globetrotters. They just get crushed over and over. It just got old. There wasn't as much substance to the show as I would have liked. Now... I when I, I, I when I was younger, I may have watched most of these. I don't know if I watched them all, but I don't know if I reading some of the stuff when, when during the research. I don't remember some of this stuff, but some stuff I you know recalling. But it just didn't hold my interest. As good as the animation was, I thought the animation was fine. But it's like a it's like a stew of other cartoons that you just kind of pour into a bowl, and you know we'll take this part of GI Joe, and we'll take this part of Transformers, like it's with the cube. We'll take this part of He Man. And we'll add, let's make them cat people. We'll mm-hmm. put that in there. And I guarantee you that's exactly how this yeah. show was created. You know, you're probably right. Uh, but the characters were cool looking. You know, they had the sexy girl cat woman, mm-hmm. and they had. It's funny in the very first episode, none of them have clothes. They just have fur mm. until they get clothes later when the uh, their leader gets killed, and he's like, "Okay, you guys have to be an elite squad of doom." Bam, and they all get their clothes and their out and Here's their your weapons. <laughs> You know, their armor, if you will. So anyway, that's Thundercats. If you haven't seen it, I don't know. I wouldn't go out of your way to watch it. I watched... Uh, I I had to show my kid episode one this week. Just to... Because that way I could say, look, Lionel said daddy's name. Right. <laughs> I had to show him what that meant. Because I was like, wow, flabbergasted when we got that. So, and he was underwhelmed, frankly. But he, he, he kind of liked the show. So anyway, with all that in mind, I give you Thundercats the game. Um, Released in 1988, uh, one disc. That's which it did not use to its fullest effect. Anyway, you really you probably could have put this on half a disc. Um, 
it came out from a outfit called uh, Elite or Encore. Uh, they put out such. They put out a lot of arcade stuff. Um, they put out Bomb Jack One and Two, which I'll get into in a moment. Do you know there's a Bomb Jack Two? <laughs> it's not Mighty Bomb Jack. Yeah, either. I was going to say. I, I no, I'm not aware of that. Uh, they did Commando. They did Gremlins Two, Akari Warriors, John Mac, Caveman, uh, Paperboy. They did uh, um, World Champion Soccer. Uh, so they did a hodgepodge of stuff. Um, the uh, you know most of the most of the game really the most noteworthy person to work on a game really was was the guy that did the music. David Whitaker, mm-hmm. uh, he'll be doing music. He did out music for Alfred Chicken. Uh, most of what I remember for he also always wrote this down. Cause we've had this guy many times. He did the music in first person pinball, which I, <laughs> I bring that up quite a bit. But I did I do remember liking the music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, so. it was a jaunty tune. Um, he did Lemmings Two, Menace, Road Blasters. He did Shadow of the Beast, Sidewinder, and Speedball, and Xenon One and Two. Most of those had great music, right? Not this one. Not this one. No. Uh, if you're waiting to hear it, you remember the old song? Thundercats are here. Thundercats are loose. Wow. That's not here. No. No. I don't know what this is. Thundercats aren't loose. They've been neatly put away. This ran on the OCS. Unsurprisingly. Yeah. This this had conversions. I couldn't find out where this originally came from. I mean, I, I guarantee you it was not the Amiga. My guess is this is a. Uh, it had to be brought up from one of the eight bits. Do you I'm think guessing so? C- I, I mean, did... I'm guessing C64 is where I thought it got up. I, I could see that. I could see that. Uh, it was out on the Atari ST, uh, the Amstrad, of course, and C64, the ZX Spectrum. Um. It doesn't look like, like I said, I don't think this would, I mean, hey, we'll make fun of the ST now and again, but I'm not going to throw this at it. Mm-hmm. So, what is this game? Uh, well, it's a platformer. You play Lion-O. <clears throat> Mumra has captured your buddies. All right, there's, there's an elaborate backstory, but basically, uh, while he, while he had Lino tied up, he captured all the other Thunder... Actually, he didn't capture them all. He captured a few of the other Thundercats. And he stuck them... He tied them up somewhere. And, and he's challenging... And he also stole the Eye of Thundera. Mm-hmm. What a jerk. And so you're tasked with going to, to uh, defeat Mumra, presumably in his lair or getting to his lair. I was never clear on that. And none of this is mentioned in the game. It's no, just, you yeah. just you just go kill Mumra. That's the, uh, and and so uh, well that's that's not really it either. Which I'll get to that in a minute. But you uh, so you have to go through these many different levels of platforming. To it's kind of got a Sodan <laughs> way about it because all the enemies. Co- no, that's not true. So I was going to say come from the left. And also Sodan, don't put this in the same category as Sodan for the love of Pete. Um, so. What you do in this is run around and jump and shoot stuff or sort it. Yep. Okay. We're not going to beat around a bush here because we've already beat around a bush for a while. <laughs> Lino has all oh, three or four frames of animation. Mm-hmm. I would say he's Huckleberry Hound esque if you've watched my Huckleberry Hound review. Mm-hmm. Actually, or Popeye. He's Popeye 2, I should say. Uh, he uh, is stiff, he is stupid looking. 
his facial expression is can only be described as bewildered with a white <laughs> glare gleam coming out of him. He uh, he can use a variety of weapons. They're not good. The sword, as I told Boat, I don't ever want to hear a disparaging remark about Lionheart ever again. That is the truth under Cat's game. This guy uh, is just looking rough. Mm-hmm. This is one of those games that it's a it's a classic example of hey, let's put together a, sti- a side scroller. We'll put some random enemies out there. They saunter around. Mm-hmm. No one had. There's no AI to speak of. There's no plan. There's no pattern. They just wander around, and you try to whack them with your two bits of frame of sword. Yeah, you know. Um, the game features bizarre parallel scrolling, and I don't mean during on the game field where you're at. I mean, I don't. It's like somebody. It's like somebody made a drawing in deluxe paint and stuck it behind (laughs) the the stage where the action takes place, and so that drawing stays put while the stage scrolls in its own special way. Yeah, the uh, it almost looks like, and I saw this. I read this. I think it was one uh, Dreamcatch's review of this. It almost looks like you're in a, a tunnel. Or yeah, it's like you're in a something. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it it's the it's the weakest elements of, of parallax scrolling <laughs> I've ever seen. I yeah. mean, it's utterly pointless. So this game has a timer, uh, and what you do is you run from point A to these. I don't know. They're sort of like Thundercat goalposts, mm-hmm. effectively, and they they look like a big metal tower with the Thundercat's logo on it. And you just and run into them. So the good thing is, if you see one, I don't care how many enemies are coming. It's just like it's just like American football or Australian rules football. If you can get the ball over the line, man, oh, you're in. Cross the plane. So I always jump like a madman when I get there. It's like ah, oh, trying to get to that thing. And then the level will end. The uh, well, let's be honest. The half-assed music kicks up, <laughs> and with the and then it'll read off your bonuses from you know your kills. And then you and then you progress to the next level. I always wondered if there was a cap on kills because that kills fit it fit uh, it plays into your bonus. And mm-hmm. I, I didn't have the patience to do this, but it's like you could just sit there and just and just kill stuff over and over. Well, the problem is, is that once the timer runs out, you're not going to make it to the end of the level. Yeah, you could get right beside the gate. That's true. That's true. You're right. Um, you're but right. no one would want to do that. Yeah, I don't recommend it. Um, you the uh, it's just not worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway. If you're in the middle of the level and the timer runs out, the parallax scrolling at the top of the screen disappears, and a big, huge picture of Mumra in his powered-up, jacked-up form appears. He's like, Bleh. Mm-hmm. you know. And then he, as he gleans down on you, he uses his evil Mumra mummy powers to summon more pathetic losers to come attack <laughs> you. And these suckers come out in droves, man. And I mean, you can't do much about it. You, normally, when Mumra shows up, you better be near the end of the level. Uh, otherwise, you're boned. Uh, so, the only real innovative part of the game that I could see was is a part where you could you could basically pick which level you want to go on. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, you you can choose between fire, earth, water, and wind and, and heart and wind. Is that was that is that what it is? Heart? There's no, it's Captain Planet. Boat, you're killing me. You're physically <laughs> killing me. You can. It's the four elements, y'all. Uh, he can. Uh, uh, 
you could pick where you want to go. The problem with that is, which I like games that let you sort of, mm-hmm. it's like Mega Man. Yeah. Right? And by the way, the only time this will ever be said in the same sense is Mega Man. <laughs> True. Um, the problem with that is all the levels are virtually identical. And they're, I mean, they look a little different, but it, they're not, it's not something that's going to matter. They'll suck, I guess is what I'm saying, y'all. And then secondly, um, it's just, it's not well represented. It's not like, it just doesn't, like in, in at least in Mega Man, you're, you could, you're literally, your, your little guy runs toward a certain area and you go there. This is just like, it's weak, mm-hmm. I guess is what I'm saying. Now, I did see in this playthrough that there is a time that you can actually jump into some sort of a, yes. looks like a land speeder. That's the uh, hovercraft. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, the, the uh, hovercraft <clears throat> stinks. I, I you know I've used the hover I've gotten that far in the game and it stinks just like it's this game that you don't have a life bar all right we should go over One this. hit kill so what does that mean well that it <laughs> you won't get far I don't know about you I didn't have the cheats on my no. version so I had to just go for it and I got killed a lot now I was able to get past like I was telling but I've actually beat Mumra on one of the levels. That's something else that was bizarre to me. Mumra, who was your big villain, he just showed up at like, I don't know, it was like level five or mm-hmm. something like that. And I just went up and he was throwing uh, little tiny, little pathetic little fireballs. He really wasn't very tough either. Mm-hmm. I just kind of went up and just like just smacked him around. And then that was it. And I was like, there was, it was like, good job. I was like, thank you. But the game didn't end. I don't know what, I don't know what that means. Maybe it was just a, an early version mm-hmm. or something. But I mean, I've watched the whole playthrough of this game, and at the end, nothing happens. That's the problem. I don't want to spoil it for anyone, but once you get to the end of this game, it just says, well, you vanquished Mumra, good job. And it shows that picture of Mumra that it shows every time you see Mumra. It's just weak. Mm-hmm. It's a weak, weak effort. Um, <clears throat> so, why is this game so bad? All right? There's plenty of reasons. And... I will direct you to an article Dreamcatcher did uh, about this game. It's on the Amigo site. I think he did it last week, and it's I think it's called uh, Count Chocula meets Thunder or meets uh, um, Thundercast, something like that. And this is an exhaustive article. I couldn't even sit. I couldn't even sit here and read it. It's a long, you know. It's Dreamcatcher. He went. He did the full nine yards, more than Wikipedia. More than anything, you will not get the scoop on this game like you will from this article. I mean, it's the probably the, easily the best one on the net about the subject. But to to sure it up, um, the company that licensed this Did game. Did you just say sure it up? Yeah, to sure up to my argument here about. I think it's sure, sure up. Sure it up. That's what I said. Okay. What you think I said? Sure it up. What are you the? Verbal police. All of a sudden, you were, what was it? I said last week, and you were on my butt. Well, I wondered if it was something I could add to the list. You know, like from the, like hot in the coal mine without any shoes. I don't. I, I saw that. I don't remember ever saying that. You said that once, and I had, and I just thought it was great. I've never. I've never. I don't even said I was hot in the coal mine without any shoes. It doesn't sound like me either. It's a little bit too homey for me. Okay. Anyway, don't hassle me, boat. <laughs> Talk about Thundercats. So when this got published. <clears throat> Elite had very little faith in the people that they'd hired to make this game. <laughs> that, that little faith was and not so, displaced. And so they decided, well, hell, we'll go ahead and do parallel production of a game of our own. Mm-hmm. 
And then one of these surely will have out for the Christmas season. Right. Not a bad business strategy. Well, it's a weird business strategy in my mind. But I guess that so but this explains a lot of the game because look at this game. It's very generic. Right? It could be anything. So ugh, both so they worked on this game. Well, neither studio was ready to go by Christmas. They were deep they weren't done. Mm. So in their infinite wisdom, basically they just went out and found another game and converted it to this. I think it was called uh, Samurai Dawn. I believe is what it was called. And they they took the game, they changed it to a Thundercats game, and away you go. So this was never meant to be a Thundercats game. Mm. They retrofitted Thundercats into it. Uh, now, so you're wondering, wow, I wonder how those other games were and whatever happened to them. Were you wondering that? Well, they got published as well. Um, the uh, one of the ones that were were worked on, which I think was the one Elite did themselves, was called Bomb Jack Two. They took which how they did this, I'll never know because I played the original Bomb Jack. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how you could. I don't know what they were working on for their Thundercat game. I don't know. Have you ever played Bomb Jack? I have. I played it on the on the Nintendo, and I don't even know it was Mighty Bomb Jack. And so I'm not. Well, sure Mighty Bomb Jack was the sequel to Bomb okay. Jack, the actual arcade sequel. Okay. This. Bomb Jack 2, as far as I can tell, didn't appear on anything but home computers. Mm. And it was published by this outfit. So you can imagine the quality of that piece of work. Right. And apparently it did okay, which is, a, which is amazing. The other game that was released was called Beyond... I think it's called Beyond the Ice Castle. Okay? Have you ever heard of this? No. Um, <clears throat> this is the other game that didn't get make it in time for Christmas. And it was... Uh, it was a platforming scroller, but from what I saw, I watched some of this one, and it, uh, and by the way, Bomb Check 2 only uh, only released, it what, didn't have an Amiga release, so I'm not going to touch it on too much. Beyond uh, Beyond the Ice Castle was uh, was released on the Amiga. It was a platformer, except it was, it was um, vertical, mm. right? You went down, at least the parts I saw. Um, it got okay reviews too. It got uh, and it did okay, right? So, I guess what I'm trying to establish here is this wasn't originally a Thundercats game, which it sort of makes sense, just as generic a, 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 a platformer as you could find. Mm-hmm. So, explain to me these scores as we look. I, at bet, the, I bet they got, it scored really well. At the look, as I look at these reviews. And again, Drew Ketchup touches on this. I read his article today before it came over, and I was like, yep, all this makes sense. This game, and keep in mind that me and Boat are, I mean, we, have we really killed any games? Even stuff we didn't like at North and South. You could still find some, you could find some redeeming quality yeah, or some unique feature. This is amongst the bottom of the barrel. It is. It right? really is. And we're, we're real courteous in these mm. games, I think. So, this guy, Mega actually gave it 77. Uh, uh, it got 81, 79. Uh, it got uh, uh, more love than you would have guessed. Now, some of these places sort of canned it, but I mean, how this thing even got five out of ten is a miracle. And some of the some of the magazine articles, if you look at, at Dreamcatcher's uh, piece, he quotes some where they talk about the incredible animation. The beautiful music and sound effects. It's like they were playing a different game. <clears throat> yeah, I, it's exactly like that. So, 
I, they must have been paid off. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing I can think of that could that could cause anyone to think that this game was any good at all. Um, really, it 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 was, supp- it was supposed to get ported to the NES. We should close with this. And the rights were there. It was going to be ported over uh, LJN. Who else, right? And it never happened, <clears throat> which is amazing. And Dreamcatcher points this out. Uh, in 88, 89, uh, this was still a hot commodity. So uh, it's weird that it didn't get ported. You know, Hopefully, even LGN has some standards. Sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> even this is below their, their, their standards. And so this never got the port to the NES. I don't know if there's a, a prototype or anything. I couldn't find anything else about it being prototype for the NES. So I'm guessing it never made, it never made, the, uh, it never made the cut. Um, how far did you get into this boat, just for my own edification? Second, second level. The best score I could get was 45,100 points. Now, and I, usually I'd be ashamed to admit this, but I'm not going to be on this show. This game, I played less than almost any game we've ever reviewed. I'd not say I didn't play it. I hated it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I could not stand to play it. It was infuriating... I went around and tried to get a version that had a trainer, and I just couldn't get it. I couldn't find anything that had the trainer. So other people had the trainer. Um, but it was just, I couldn't stand it. And it's like, this is the kind of crap that I just can't stand with. It's just, you know, generic as anything. Right. So, and I've been doing, like I said, I've been doing that series of games for the Amigos plays on the karate games. And there's some bad karate games, some real bad ones. But this pissed me off even more than those because this is such an expensive property to waste basically because this could have been a good game yeah there's a million ways you could have made this better but you know it is what it is so um ebay i had a look at this um if you're in the uk no problem i don't again i don't i don't think this ever got an american release i couldn't find no i did find a guy in canada selling one so it's possible there's a NTSC version, but I uh, don't know for sure. Uh, UK, this game's easily available, 15 to 20 bucks US shipped, uh, which, the, like I said, the dollar and the pound is pretty close right now. Uh, just for fun, I looked up Bomb Jack 2, if you really are feeling froggy and want to see what this could have been. Uh, again, in the UK, <clears throat> you can buy the cassette. With the, with the is that a cassette for a Commodore? Commodore 64, uh, 13 bucks shipped, U.S. dollars. Beyond the Ice Palace, it's not that available. I found one box copy in the Canada, and the guy's asking 80 bucks or best offer. Mm. Don't give him 80 bucks. <laughs> you know, don't don't do that. Almost certainly be disappointed. Give me your money and I will reenact the ice castle for you. I'll go out in the snow with a sword and just beat the ground. Do you, uh, you have any anything to add to uh, the uh, so, Thundercats? Well, I wanted to talk a little bit about the voice of Lion O. Oh, good idea because we like him. Yeah, Larry Kenny. <laughs> so uh, Larry was good enough to do a uh, voice spot for us that you heard at the beginning of the show. And we want to thank Dreamcatcher for setting that Dream up for Catcher, us. Dreamcatcher, he did it again. Uh, Larry Kenny's been in the biz for a long time. Yeah. Um, he started his radio career at the age of 15 mm. in Peoria, WIRL. This was in 1963. And uh, he had a long stint working at radio stations in Cleveland, New York, Chicago. Um, and here's something I didn't know. 
he was part of the regular cast on Imus in the Morning. You know that that radio slash TV show. Yeah, I read that, but what what did he do? Well, he recorded impersonations of characters including George Patton, Andy Rooney, and Ross Perot. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so uh, I'm sure he did other things too. But that's what Wikipedia. Uh, I haven't heard much from Imus since he had that trouble a few years back. I think that that might have been the end of Imus. <gasps> yeah, I can't remember yeah. what he did, but I remember yeah. it, it was. I, I think he made some disparaging re- remarks around a, a woman's basketball team. Oh yeah, yeah. They're very sensitive about these things now. Where you can't really say much anything. True. Um, but he's also known as Karate Cat, a martial arts black belt cat featured as part of the comic strip. Now, I was wondering if you knew what that was, because I didn't know what that was. No. Okay. I think that, is that a thing on, is that a Cartoon Network thing or something? Possibly. I'm Possibly. not familiar with okay. that. Okay. Um, and then Kenny also did some voice acting <clears throat> in the 2000s version, the reboot of the Thundercats, in which this time he played the voice of Claudius, which is lion and Tigra's father. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, thank you, Larry, for, again, for doing the voiceover for us. You and missed his biggest work. Yeah. What's that? He was Count Chocula. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Count Chocula. Count Chocula said your name. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. If, is Count Chocula something they have overseas? Listeners, please write in. If, uh, if not, <laughs> picture Dracula, but he likes chocolate. That's Count Chocula. It's Count Chocula, and he, and he pitches cereal. He pitches cereal. Him, the Tricks Bunny. Boo Berry. Boo, well, actually, they're, they're, they, they do have the monsters of cereal. Yeah. Frankenberry and... Uh, Boo Berry. Boo Berry and him. Is there any other ones? I think that's it. That's the tree. I thought there was one more, but they, maybe they didn't hang on. Maybe mm-hmm. they just... Yeah. Conjured in my it's mind. It's like forearm Grimace. You know. Huh? Remember when Grimace was first introduced, he had forearms? I don't remember that. Ooh, you should check that out. How online. bizarre. I don't yeah. want to know that. that that's some that'll <laughs> screw with you that. Um so yeah. Uh let's go ahead and take a moment to thank all of our um lovely Patreon supporters. I will sing this in a reggae style. Josh Nan, David McCrandles, Jason Warnes. Wait a minute, let me get my guitar. Oh boy. I can, the Patreon. There it goes. It's been nice coming to you guys all these months. But how you can do reggae with an acoustic like that? I do reggae with acoustic all the time. Oh yeah? Very good. Don't go to that club, folks. Here we go. Josh and David McCrandles, Jason Wands, Graham Vepke, Rob O'Hara, Paul Harrington, Lauren Giroux, Jonas Rulo, Kyo Bjorn Barman, Tears from the Crypt. Adam Bradley, Chris Foltz, Will Williams, Chris Foltz, Daniel Bingston, O'Brien's Retro Vintage, Chad Halstead, and Brent Dowdy. I and I is going to puke. <laughs> Horrible. And we also want to thank a special thanks to Zeus Daz for his in-game footage that we used for the background of this podcast. Check Keep out, it coming. Check out his uh, unemulated Amiga Games or Retro Games YouTube channel. And uh, Aaron, yeah, it's time to talk about. Oh, I sh- we should also announce very important news. Next week we are changing our recording time, so if you are interested in watching us on Twitch, you are welcome to do so. 
Um, we will have the chat open. We're going to start recording between 4.30 and 5, probably. Right closer to 5. Closer to 5. Eastern. Um, that's Eastern U.S. time uh, next Thursday and the following Thursdays after that. So if you are in Europe and uh, you would like to tune in in the evenings, this will make it easier for you to participate in the Twitch chat. Um, let's see. Other than that, let's talk about next week's game. Um, Special request. So next week we are going to do um, Alfred Chicken. Alfred Chicken. So this is Brent's. He's calling in his. He's calling in his favor. Yeah, yeah. So we're gonna do it. Uh, Brent will be on the show next week. Will he? I assume. Oh boy. Uh, and so uh, it'll be a grand old time. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, so until then, if you have any questions for us, please feel free to write in at questions at amigospodcast.com. And until next time. Adios. Adios.